77 WABC and Red Apple Media are broadcasting live from Staten Island University Community Park in Staten Island. It's opening day for your Staten Island Ferry Hawks, and we've got a great starting lineup. Go to WABCRadio.com slash baseball and listen to the game starting at 6.30. Now, live from the park, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. Uh, it must be 5 o'clock, and it's 5 o'clock somewhere, as they say. We're out here in Staten Island in, in the stadium, and what a beautiful stadium. And on this side of the fence, we have... Uh, uh, Congressman Peter King. How are you, Peter? John, it's great to be here with you. Great to be here with you. The guy you had introduced And next. Sid Rosenberg. Yes. How are you, Sid? <laughs> I am great. I, how can we have a ball game without Sid Rosenberg? <laughs> how can you yep. do anything without Sid Rosenberg? Uh, thank you, Peter. It's the and, first and, time I've been to this stadium. I must tell you, it is a beautiful. gorgeous setting. Beautiful. My God, water right across the way here. Beautiful, brand new stadium. Very exciting place to watch a baseball game. And Thanks for having me. You in Lower Manhattan, right behind right Yeah, Chile. gorgeous. Great, yeah. And in the studio, I think Lydia... Sarani is quarterbacking. Lydia, how are you doing back in the studio? I'm doing well, sir. But is it quarterbacking since it's baseball? What would that mean? Am I pinch hitter? Is, is that the right terminology <laughs> oh, there? You were in the bullpen and you yes. came in. There you go. I'm ready to go. You already worked three hours today. How, you, how was it? Uh, I love it. Are you kidding me? We love to do this. We love to talk. And you, you should see my shoes. They're great shoes. I wore them. I'll wear them again really? tomorrow so you can see them. I, I, I'm sorry I missed the shoes. <laughs> but, but, but I did have two uh, Nathan's Franks today, and I, uh, uh, you know, I was thinking of Coney Island. I'm oh, jealous. Yeah. I think your record you told me is four. You told me one time you had four. No, I had two already. Two already. You never know. I might have two more for dinner. <laughs> That's uh, my dinner. No, no, no. I had one. It was delicious. No. No more hot dogs. Without the, I have it without the bun. No, right. Sid told me the kosher hot dogs, they couldn't have been better. They were great. That's true. That's true. I had one myself. It was terrific. So, But I know we've got a, a very, very, very special guest on the phone. In fact, he was on earlier this morning with uh, me and Bernie. So he's making his second appearance on the, of the day the with you guys. Report. Yeah, that's right. So take it away, Lydia. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, just a couple of decades at Harvard Law, and he's a constitutional scholar and expert, a Brooklyn boy at heart. And what better day to have him on than today, considering that leak from the Supreme Court? Welcome to Cats at Night. Once again, Professor Dershowitz. Well, thanks. I'm looking at my window and I see the tower for the Verrazano Bridge. So I feel myself practically in Staten Island uh, with you. I've always wanted to be the leadoff batter. So I'm the leadoff guest on your show tonight. And uh, maybe next time I'll do cleanup. But um, I'm a great baseball fan, as you know. Went to a lot of Brooklyn Dodger games, met Jackie Robinson, Pee Wee Reese, Gil Hodges. Uh, You know, I I own a Brooklyn Dodger 1955 World Series ring, the one that was owned by Don Zimmer. So I'm a baseball fanatic. Yeah, he actually played second base on that team. People don't realize that, the great skipper Don Zimmer. That was the only time they beat the Yankees in 55. Well, Alan he, and I are old enough to remember when the Yankees used to win every year. They did. For that, yeah. fi- for that 55 series well, they won 10 in a row, right? Yeah. So far, yeah. They, they won 10 in a row. Yeah, but those World Series games, it broke Dodger fans' oh, hearts. Oh, they had that, but that was it. They had the logo in Ebbets Field. And, yep. You know, yeah. Don Zimmer started at second base because Jackie Robinson was injured, but then they put Robinson That's in right. so he could be on the field when Padres pitched that last pitch. And I have a picture yep. hanging in my office of Roy Campanella hugging Padres 
the moment mm. the World Series was finally over. So I went to high school yeah. in Milwaukee El- Field. It's sort of, actually, I went to Brooklyn Prep, which was, I guess, four blocks to the east of Rebbitt Field. Right yeah, off, uh, right. I was on Nostrand Avenue. Right there. And, of yeah. course, that was, uh, Ebbets was on Flappers, uh, right by Brooklyn College. I was in Bedford and President Street, and then to college, and yep. I just went down the block, Bedford Avenue. Yeah, right down the block. Avenue yeah, and yep. Brooklyn College. That was it. Yeah, know it well. That was one of my four stops as well, Brooklyn College. So let's get to the big story of the day. That is the the leak that uh, the Supreme yep. Court now is poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. We asked you this well, this they're morning. They're not overturning anything. They're just turning it back to the state. Well, that's true. That's true. But before we get to that part, which you're right about, John. Let's talk about two things here. A, is that authentic, this leak you think that we're hearing about? Yes. And, uh, and secondly, who do you think is the, the person responsible for the leak? Well, I don't know the name of the person, but I think it was probably a law clerk who was so upset at the prospect of Roe versus being overruled that he or she was prepared to put their own career at risk and engage in what they believe was an act of civil disobedience, desperate, desperate times, need desperate means. Um, if they catch him, the person will be disbarred, uh, probably, and uh, not be able to practice law, but will be a hero to at least some people for doing this. I think the purpose of the leak was to try to get the reality changed, to try to get maybe uh, Chief Justice Roberts to be able to persuade Kavanaugh, one of the other justices, to go along and just limit Roe versus Wade, uphold the Mississippi uh, restriction on abortion, but not actually go and overrule Roe versus Wade, because that's not required to decide the case that's before them. That would be judicial activism and overreaching, in my view. Well, Justice Roberts said this afternoon that that, that uh, the leak is real and the yeah. material was was real, but it's still in the early stages, and everybody was just circulating it around, and, yeah, they, nah. you know, it's just a draft. Don't you know, a lot of Don't things changed. Yeah. Now, now this, sound, this seems like a pretty final decision, and I think it's going to be the law unless some change occurs by one or two justices. Um, it seems authentic, and, um, I, and, you know, things do change, but not as dramatically as this, unless you can get. Yeah. I think Kavanaugh is the key, because I think Roberts is going to concur separately, but not overrule Roe versus Wade. But I think Kavanaugh is the key. Alan, uh, I, I would never get in a debate with you, and I'm probably on the other side of this issue, but one thing I agree with you on, to me, this, this, the Supreme Court was the one institution in government that seemed shielded from the right. uh, craziness of politics. Obviously, it's political, but I never heard of a leak from the Supreme Court. We have had leaks from the White House, from the CIA, the FBI, yeah. the yeah. Pentagon, yeah. obviously from Congress. But the Supreme Court, I, that's the one place I never heard of interference. I never heard of anything being leaked at all. So this is really a shocker. I mean, the average person probably thinks, you know, leaks happen all the time. Not for the Supreme Court. That is really, that's like a precinct confessional or a rabbi's talk. You just don't do that. And it's always no, had a turning I, look, point. I was a law clerk on the Supreme Court. We were pledged to secrecy. I've been following the Supreme Court for years. There have been some leaks previously, but never before a decision came down. Right. The leaks that occurred were after a decision comes down, somebody tells somebody, well, you know, originally Justice Marshall right. went this way, but then he changed his mind. There's some disclosure maybe of what's gone on in the court, but never before in history has a decision of this magnitude been leaked before it was decided. And I think we're going to see tremendous efforts to find the leaker 
But that's going to raise a real problem, because even if they manage to subpoena the journalist, the journalist is going to plead journalistic privilege. Then the courts right. will have to decide it, and the journalist may decide he or she's going to go to jail rather than reveal the privilege. We're, we're just at the beginning of a major event involving the Supreme Court. This is a very bad day for the Supreme Court, and Chief Justice Roberts, I think it was about a twi- uh, law uh, student, I'm sorry. is very upset. Yeah, He should be, and, and, and he's also very much of an... an Institutionalist. I think he's probably more conservative as a jurist, but as, as chief judge, he, he feels an obligation to the institution. I remember Absolutely. the book came out it was about 20, 25 years ago called The Brethren. And that, then the, uh, the leaks were like, you know, this judge didn't like that one or this one. There was nothing at all that uh, would, again, affect a future decision the way this does or a pending decision. Well, talking about the decision, getting back to what John... Yeah, that was the beginning. Yeah, no. I mean, there were all kind of rumors that uh, a journalist had an inside source in the Supreme Court by one of the justices and uh, and got some inside information. But it was only after the fact, not before decisions right. came down. To John's point that he made earlier about it being overturned, not everybody is as savvy as Alan Dershowitz or Peter King, for that matter. Lots of people listen to the station, listen to me on WFIN 20 years ago. They're just getting into politics. So on a serious note, the the overturn, if you want to call it that, all it means, Alan, is now it's up to the states. Living here in New York, it's not going to be difficult for a young girl to get an abortion. Same thing in New Jersey. Now, if you're in Texas, Texas, that would be a different story. It's different in Texas. Now, of course, there are new abortion pills. And the question is whether or not the court will allow abortion, uh, whether the states will allow abortion clinics to give out pills. Um, You know, this is going to affect poor people, uh, minority people mostly, and from states that are rural and poor. Um, Not so much in Texas and even Florida. Even though they may ban abortion, there'll be efforts to try to get pills to people. But when you get to rural Arkansas and Mississippi, there's going to there's going to be some backroom abortions and there'll be some endangerment to the health of people. You say leave it to the states. Well, you know, then the next step is what about leaving gay marriage to the states? What about leaving uh, other issues of great importance to the states? What about leaving gun control to the states? You know, the Supreme Court has held no. There's an absolute bar on preventing people from owning guns, uh, even though New York would like to have a more restrictive gun law. So there are some rules that the Constitution says applies to everybody and and some rules that differ from state to state. And the question is, where does this fall? Well, New York would uh, the the people of New York would like to have a more uh, liberal gun law. They want to you know, they want their right to carry a gun. They want a right to protect their families and they want a right to protect their businesses. I think what Alan was saying, though, yeah, the Supreme, oh, Alan can speak for himself, but he's basically saying that the Supreme Court is saying that they can tell the states what to do in some cases and in others they won't. And how do you make that distinction? You're right. You're right. That's the hard well, question. I guess, and the hard, yeah. I guess I think that we're, we're being called from the outfield. We have to take a break. No, but look, Alan, Alan Dershowitz, you're the anything, best. So please, yeah, thank you. <laughs> take care. Thank you right, so much. Thank you. thank you, Alan. Always Dershowitz. great, Alan. Thank you. Let's go to that break, Lydia, and uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll figure out who we have next. 